Hello, and welcome to episode two of Elite Banter, the alternative rugby commentary. I am your host, Adam, and with me is Matt, as normal. How are you, Matt? Not too bad, thanks. How are you doing, Adam? I'm very good. Uh, The sooner the end of the year it gets here, the better. It's been a long year, and and the weather here in Jersey is getting rather hot. I'm wearing a jersey at the moment, if that says anything. But, uh, <laughs> is, is, it, is, it, is it raining down there in the Western Cape? You, you guys need water. It was raining yesterday. Today, not so much. Uh, but, you know, it's, guys at the office are already saying, yeah, November's like December. We may as well close up already. Well, I, I tend to agree with that. I, I, it's just been a long year. Anyway, anyway, right. On to on 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 with the show. So we we got a lot to talk about today. We've got the interview to a squad. Uh, we were banking on the squad being named on Saturday, except it came out on Sunday, just for us to be thwarted. Uh, Rugby World Cup 2019. The fixtures came out. The 2023 bid Pro 14, and uh, we could chuck in a bit of New Zealand versus Barbarians. So first, just to start things off, you've seen a squad, I assume, for our interview tour. First games coming up on Saturday. Yeah, no, I had a look at it earlier, and I'm sitting here with it in front of me, thanks to your nicely typed up notes. Of course, of course, that's how I roll. Yeah, no, I must appreciate. I say I appreciate the effort. <laughs> I try. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but first thoughts. I, I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, it's not that surprising a squad. A lot of usual suspects. Um, anything that stuck out for you? No, I mean it pretty much covers this, what what we said last week. I don't. Yeah. Uh, from last week, there's no real surprises. I mean. A little disappointed old Robert Dupree got left off, but yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. along with Damien Willems, I think both of them could have yeah, gone with Yeah, yeah, and, got, and gotten some experience. Jean-Luc Dupree's injury, I think, that's actually quite a big one. It, it's amazing me how, how quickly some of these younger guys have become so important to the box squad. Malcolm Marks, uh, he's another that's suddenly become world-class based upon performance against the All Blacks, which I think is pretty fair, you know, pretty fair measure. <laughs> and um, his replacement, Ron Boots, a lock, interestingly. So we're going to still, get a, still see some more of uh, Peter Stifty Toy uh, doing a lot more of appling, to use that awful metaphor, down in, in the loose forwards. Yeah, no, look, All Blacks, his performance against the All Blacks was way better than the mm. previous times he's done it. But I think, it was, I think he's also battling with a bit of a confidence thing, being hurt True. so long. And yeah. now coming back, he's finding his stride again. He's back to that 2016 mm. toy that we saw for the Stormers. That's true. He was the, he was their best player last year. I don't know, fantasy yeah. rugby. He he gave you loads of points along with yeah, everybody, yeah. Which, which is the true measure of any player how they do. But, no, definitely <laughs> fantasy rugby. Rudre, I think uh, we when we chatted about it last week, but he's very lucky to go along. Um, I'm very stoked that Quinny Oster is, and I, I was I didn't think he'd be making it back, but he's recovered. With Waizaki Naholo type powers of recovery, so clearly a fractured and broken arm doesn't stop him. He's also become increasingly important. I'm also very impressed that he's just learned how to scrum, especially as a tight head and a 29 cap. So he's one cap away from being selected uh, anywhere around the world, which is very, very exciting. Just looking at the backs, uh, I know a lot of Sharks fans that were not impressed with Kerwin Bosch's flapping hands tackling technique. Put him up against a tree or something. <laughs> just fell it with his shoulder. Just constant tackle. <laughs> yeah, just they could do it over and over again and get a fractured shoulder. But he's going along. I must admit, I think he can count himself lucky. Uh, he does have all the, the tools apart from tackling. Uh, as yeah, no, everything, everything else is there. So, I mean, uh, we, can't, we can't complain. I mean, what? Four out of five te- skills is fine. Except, except he can't defend his channel unless we're going to do do a quite do a quite Cooper and, get, and hide him uh, in, at at full back. We've seen how well that's worked 
for no, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Ad, yeah, Ad was not there this not there on tour to cover 10 for him in defense, which is what happened in that final. Uh, I was just stoked to go to try, you know, yeah, re- yeah. representing for for the Twins uh, in the final. Lucania Am, he finally got a call up. I mean, he got called up uh, way, way earlier than that, but he got injured. He, he deserves it. Um, I think one interesting thing, oh, Warwick Gallant, he's in there. Had a fantastic career cup. I don't think anybody can complain. Yes. About that, but one very interesting is the fact France offense is back. I've always been a big fan of his, so hopefully he does does a lot better. Raymond Rule, he's there. Um, that's quite upsetting. I I I I just don't, can't explain it. Maybe if they hadn't selected him, they would have wrecked his confidence or something like that. But he he shouldn't be there. But my final point would be when it comes to the backs, the fact that Jan Serpentine he's crossed the magic thirty threshold, and Damien de Allende, we're actually going to see him get some decent game time at twelve. But uh, as as a dart in the wool, see me so storm of support. We all know the Kings have your heart. Do you do you look forward to Damien Allender taking that twelve channel and, and also having Jesse Creel on his outside? Actually, yeah, I want Damien Delendi to play well and to be in that twelve channel. So hopefully that does formulate. Yeah. And look, remember when old Heineke invented that twelve DDA twelve and Jesse Creel thirteen? We all True. thought it was mad, and True. it worked. It worked for that World Cup tournament. True, and uh, someone described Jesse Creel as a rapier, as a sensor. Yeah. I think it was that one test we won against the All Blacks here in South Africa, and Andre Pollard got two tries. He's going on tour. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see him back. Your, your boy, Louis Schroeder, playing for the Kings, <laughs> and, and now the Sharks. Uh, I think it's just an indictment of how, how short we are at scrum yeah. half. Look, I think yeah, any time a scrum half just sort of half puts their hands up, one of the bigger franchises is going to try and snatch him up. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. Probably, I know you're a prop, but you, you could have made a return to the playing field. And uh, no, I ne- I, I've never had the hands for passing like that. I, <laughs> rugby wasn't a ball sport for me. Uh, I see. So were you were you very much the Phil Kearns type of chap? Just love the scrumming. Love the scrumming. Yeah, pretty much. In for the scrums, in for the tackles, in for the rucks. But yeah, the only time I got the ball was when the scrum off placed it in my hand and took it short off the base of the ruck. Oh, nice! And attacking the pillar defenders. So a, a guy like Charlie Famorino, he's Pretty like, much. is he like epoch setting for you, the guy? I mean, yeah, you've look, seen his hands. Even Super Rugby throws these beautiful little non-pass just, passes. Oh, makes me so happy. I never had the Charlie Famorino little off offload soft hands. I, I carried that ball. That every it was like an like an old Bulls player, just crash ball every time. Uh, and you know, the shortest way is straight. Is that, is that pretty much yeah, the no. theory? What what what? What a coach used to tell us forwards: run for faces, not spaces. Uh, be able to pass now. So the squad, you know, pretty pretty much as we expect to buy a few guys like Rule and Rundra, who goodness knows he's going to get scrummed to pieces. Especially because our, our first fixture is definitely the hardest. It's against Ireland um, in in Dublin. So, and looking at the rest of the tour, it's Ireland first, then France, then Italy, then Wales. Wales also, by the way, falling outside of the uh, World Rugby's designated international calendar. So certain players don't have to be released by their clubs. If we can get three from four, I'd be very happy. I don't see us beating Ireland, especially if they play the strongest side. No, I tend to agree with you. I think Ireland's going to be a long shot. I'd love a win there, but yeah. I don't think we ever. We, I don't think we've got got it to beat Ireland. They two two spots above us on the ranking. Mm. Two with, they third, aren't they? Oh yes. no, they fourth. Yeah, yeah they fourth. Yeah, it's New Zealand, England, us. So yeah, I don't foresee, I don't I don't foresee us beating Ireland, but 
France, Italy should be wins for us. Wales should be a fun contest. Though. Yeah, again, but I don't know why we always play them last. Uh, last year we lost. At least we remember Jansen van Rijsberg got capped by the box, so he can't get stolen by anybody. But that's a separate issue. And France, I don't know what to expect from them. To be quite honest, they were they were pretty poor in South Africa, but they were tired. But they showed they showed something in the Six Nations prior to touring here. So that, that's also going to be quite interesting. Italy, I'm confident we're actually going to win this time after what happened. I mean, we, th- we thought we'd win last time, but, you know, I, I don't want to count my chickens. Just a quick aside, I know I mentioned, mentioned uh, lines of them now. You saw Ron Ackerman's comments stating no. that. Yeah, he said he's, he, he pretty much said he wouldn't mind playing for England if, if he qualifies and if he gets there. You know, just throwing out sort of uh, Hail Mary, saying, hey, you know, if I qualify, you can select me. I know World Rugby's rules are changing, actually, two weeks from now, or something like that. I mean, his dad is coach. I don't think Johan would let him play for England, surely. He's got to throw down some parental authority. Look, Gruen's his own man. And even though the Afrikaans people, dad's word is law, I think if Ruan wants to, Ruan's going to play for England. But I don't think Eddie Jones has got space for Ruan in his squad. No, England, I mean, they, they chock a block with uh, players, but just to actually go through those comments, I mean, I was a big fan of his, and then he betrayed us and left and went to Gloucester. He actually said that playing for England is an option. It's, yeah, so I'm still young, so I can always go back to South Africa, he told uh, Quest ESPN Sports, but I can give myself a fair shot here, and you never know. Hopefully it goes well, and you can create yourself an option of playing for England as well. I don't know, that comment, it just sort of strikes me as... The, right, right around the Lions tour earlier this year, with British, where the British media was talking about old TJ Stunder and the boyhood dream for playing for the Lions. There's something else that I've actually spotted, spotted in the media that, that came out uh, this morning. Supposedly, Nolis Murray, the sacked Bulls coach who, who John Mitchell uh, dispatched with vigor and ruthlessness, he is set to become the highest paid junior and big rock rugby challenge coach in the country. Reports is quoting that he'll earn 275,000 rand per month in his new role, which will see him as head of the union's junior teams, as well as the coach of the Blue Bulls in the Super Sport Rugby Challenge, previously the Vodacom Cup, also known as, a t- known as a tournament that nobody really cares about. This sounds like more of a severance package to me, instead of him going to take them to the CCMA. Yeah, that really just speaks of weak not going to fire you we're just going to put you off to one side you can manage club rugby and the under 21s i mean reports they got some of the most knowledgeable uh, rugby writers going around especially the Afrikaans media guys they really do world-class stuff uh, they said that maria's contract was of such a nature that it would have been too expensive to get rid of him see see uh, i knew it and then yeah. furthermore maria was reportedly also sent overseas in september to gain knowledge from clubs such as munster and saracens and this guy's coaching the Bulls Super Rugby team and has sent some overseas on what we can use the South African term, a fact-finding mission, you know? Halden and Daba. Uh, yeah, Halden and Daba. We appoint an inter-ministerial commission. Uh, anyway, yeah. right. What else you see? That's end of your tour. And now um, the draw, the actual fixture draw for the 2019 World Cup came out. We up against New Zealand as our opening game. Then, so let me play Africa 1. I don't quite know what's happening there. I'll probably be Namibia, at a guess. And then we have Italy. And then we play, face the Repage winner. We still need that to get sorted out. Most importantly, though, I mean, let's assume South Africa finishes second Pool B. It means we face the winner of Pool A. And that's got Japan, your favorites. 
<laughs> Ireland and Scotland. So, I don't know. I reckon Ireland will probably win the group. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ireland should win that group. And Japan? Uh, uh, my, my, heart, my heart wants them to be second in the group, let's be uh, honest. But I don't know. They, 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 they almost look like they peaked in 2015. and But hey, it's a two-year's building process. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they got pumped by Australia over the weekend, 63-30, along those lines. But they got a good coach in Jamie Joseph. They've got Michael Lech, um, legend, a legend yeah. of, the, of of the Chiefs and, and the Cowbell. But, I don't know, I think it's so far ahead. Essentially, two, almost not two years. It's a year and whatever many months. But I'm not looking too far ahead of this. But we've got New Zealand first up, which is quite an exciting game. I think it's the second day of the tournament. Yeah, 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 so. they, yeah it's early. Yeah, Saturday, it's Saturday, 21st of September, 10.45 in Yokohama. So that's a good start. So if we can get that bad performance out the way, get that loss out the way early on. And yeah. Then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like last season, get the, or last tournament, get that loss out early. No, exactly. I mean, the, the Japan loss, we made it to the semis, and, and we have a team that lost the le- by the least. To, yeah, to the definitely. Blacks. All right, well, then, and then more importantly, uh, even though it's further away, the 2023 World Cup. Uh, Wait, I just want to ask you. Yeah, yeah. Has Samoa's not qualified for the World Cup yet, eh? Uh, I need to check. Fiji has. Fiji's been included. Fiji has. Tonga has, I can see. But I can't... I'm not sure who gets to qualify for that Repogee in the playoff. But hopefully Samoa's still in that Americas too. And let's, let's see. Tonga. It's Canada or Uruguay. They're going to be the American too. Qualifier uh, Samoa. Yes. They need to get something out of the match. I'm just seeing here. Uh, Samoa, they must not wait to learn the identity of the European team. Yeah. They're in. Uh, they're, yeah, and, and it's, it's a playoff. So who knows? That could be Romania or Georgia or something like that. And there's no, Georgia Georgia's really, in. Georgia's are they already in the draw? No, I, was, I didn't look. So that, they'll be there. They'll be there. I, hope so. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. 2023. World Cup coming to South Africa. You stoked? <laughs> Look at Bitball saying World Cup coming to SA already. But yeah, as far as everyone seems to think, it's pretty much a done deal after that recommendation. Yeah, it's, we need some good news, man. And I, I'm just interested. I know that the big report came out saying that South Africa, we scored 79, France 76, and Ireland, who many people actually thought were the favourites. I thought they were the favourites. Maybe that was. Uh, yeah, I was also you know, taken in with that. I don't know, the charm of going to Ireland or whatever. Yeah, and they hadn't hosted it before, but, you know. So we supposedly came out the strongest, and we're going to be leading the way. Now, in terms of the voting, that takes place next week, Tuesday, or Wednesday, I think. Those eligible to vote in the secret ballot, that, that would be Australia. They get three votes. England, New Zealand, Scotland, Wales, Italy, Argentina. They all get three votes. Then Canada gets one, Japan two, then Georgia, Romania, USA, Asia Rugby, um, Oceania Rugby, Rugby Africa, Rugby America's North, Rugby Europe, Sudamerica rugby. I mean, rugby Africa is, is I guess that's everybody but South Africa. Yeah, it's Kenya, Namibia, Zimbabwe. Yeah, 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 fair enough. They, they all vote. None of the competing nations vote. Um, yeah. And in the event that none of the host candidates receives a simple majority in the first round, uh, whoever has the least amount of votes gets drops out, and then it'll be next. So the host country will then be announced at a media conference after the vote from 3.30 p.m. SA time. Uh, but Bernard Laporta... He, the very forthright president of the French Rugby Federation, he accused World Rugby of lies, negligence, and amateurism while questioning the independence of the report that recommends South Africa host the 2023 Rugby World Cup. I mean, he's he's not backward and coming forward, hey? He's, I mean, he was quoted as saying, 
What bothers me primarily is the process was misguided and flawed. In the end, 80% of the report was made by World Rugby employees, and he goes on and on and on. I think the most interesting figure I saw was that the Irish government agreed to pay 120 million pounds to guarantee the tournament, but France offered 150, while South Africa topped that by agreeing to pay 160 million. One of the things against France I saw in the report is just skimming quickly. I think yeah. their stadiums had the highest amount of sort of ifs and buts and sort of other guarantees in that, whereas I think us and Ireland were both pretty much. You've guaranteed the stadiums for the full tournament. Oh, well, he, I mean, Laporte, he was pissed off. Because, I mean, they, they hosted the French football. They hosted uh, the Euros recently. But look, in fairness, rugby and football, they're not, not the same thing when it comes to yeah. stadiums. When they're uh, the most re- yeah, of the three, they're also the most recent. Yes, so exactly. I mean, they hosted, they hosted 2007. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking, geez, guys, no ways. Uh, side grapes. That's uh, yeah, side no. grapes. I feel nothing in France. Yeah, no, nothing for French media and their sour grapes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they can go make some wine with the yeah. sour grapes. I do feel sorry for Ireland, though. I do, I do feel sorry for Ireland. Now, um, you you checked out that Southern Kings game. We're going to move on to the Pro 14, and they lost a very away classic game than many people thought, 43-37 at the Wolfson Stadium of all places in Zwedi on Saturday. I mean, you watched the game. I checked the highlights. It it was a try fest. Like, how did yeah, how did Southern Kings learn to score tries out of nowhere? Is it just because they're playing in, in, in away from the Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela Stadium? This is the comment I think I made on Saturday already, is that it was a stroke of genius to put the Kings on a cuck field in the middle of nowhere because that's where half of that squad was playing their rugby not three months ago. And yeah, if you looked, I don't know if you saw, if you could tell in the highlights, but that grass was dry, that field was Cuckard. I think the Oaks just and the wind was howling. There's no cover. It's those ones you know, it's those four little concrete stands. So there's no wind shelter. The guys couldn't kick, they had to run everything, even from their own try line. There was no box kick, nothing. Oh, I think I actually drove uh I think it was last year. Uh my my then fiance now wife, we ended up driving up the R seventy five up towards Addo. I think, and uh, no, that's actually through to Utenhag. We drove, I think we drove around the edges um, of, of Zwedia. So I actually know where it is as, as you come, in, come into PE off the N2 towards mm. your right, and you can check it out. Well, I think that's great. Like, uh, hands down to, or the hands up to uh, the King's organizers and, and whatnot, just taking the game uh, to different areas bar the normal stadiums and stuff. I think you get a much better atmosphere. Made, look, made, yeah. made for a much better game yeah, uh, I think- as well. I mean, the tiny stands definitely helped. I mean, it's a bit sad watching NNM, uh, Nelson Mandela Stadium yeah. empty every week. Whereas this one, I mean, there's probably the same amount of tickets were sold, but the stands at least looked full. Yeah, and yeah, I, what I could see, there was huge chess. Yeah, the uh, guys um, were into it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, try scorers, Burton Clarkson, I understand he had a lack of game. You got your Pink uh, Pai, you got two, Michael Makassa, he also got a try. Olivia Zona, he got three. Kirk Coleman. He he also got a conversion. Yeah, no, it was yeah, it's shame. It was actually it was actually pleasant seeing Coleman coming on for for <laughs> Zona there the last couple of minutes. <laughs> I almost forgot he's in that squad. Yeah, well, and then uh, just from from the Ulster side, Christian Leofano or Leo Leofano, it's fantastic to see him back after after his oh, health. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, he 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 played well. Robbie Dyke yeah. turncoat. He had a very good game. And then Charles Piertau. Look, he, he didn't didn't end up on the try sheet, but he had a fantastic he, game. Yeah, no, he he made it's a pity he didn't end up on the try sheet because he contributed to about half of those Ulster tries. Oh, you could see it was man man versus boy 
when often when he got the ball shrugging off tackles and he's going to Bristol next year for over a million pounds. So I think Ulster are, are definitely going to miss him. But I, I want to make a make a, a comment to our friend to Mr. David, uh, the, the the King's coach. I'm, I'd argue actually after Johan Ackerman that David's is the second best coach, like proper coach in South Africa. Really being yeah, yeah. David's is a shrewd gentleman. I mean, he's from here in George, and I think he's he's spent his time here long enough. And he's because all the players are, are guys who sort of he's noticed at club level. I mean, Ashwin Park, mm-hmm. no, didn't get on the try sheet, but had a good few carries this weekend. And that was from here in George. And on what was he? He was oldest debutant in Super Rugby this season. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I mean, he was given essentially. Like you know that movie The Replacements, he was given that sort yeah. of team at the start of Super Rugby, and personally speaking, they were the second best team in the country in terms of the, the rugby they played. They beat the Waratahs away. Not many South African teams uh, are able to do that. And um, even again, given another another scratch side, picking up bits and pl- pieces, players from all over the show, and they played some good rugby. They played with some passion. So I I think he's terribly underrated. So while the Kings have been in a bit of a, a cuck sandwich, administratively speaking. Yeah, he's done uh, fantastically well. Uh, no, as, I think yeah, no, all credit, all credit due to him. He's done a lot. Although that first season back, I had my gripes with him because his post-match interviews and that he's almost cucking on the team and things like that. And then I was like, look, you can't be doing that. But I don't know if someone may have talked to him. He may have seen a therapist or something. But he's definitely gelling a lot better with the team. And I think that shows much better now because yeah super rugby they bunch of motivated guys even after it was pretty much decided that they were going to get cut they went on and won four games on the trot yeah, yeah. and then now as well i mean he's scrapped together aside from who knows what and yeah no, the guys definitely are playing for each other and enjoying themselves oh and they picked up their first uh, conference long point as well of uh, the pro Pro 14, and at the sum it up, I think Lionel Crenier when he kicked that conversion, on that, sorry me, it was a penalty against the Sharks the Super Rugby. I mean, that just screams confidence. That, that yeah. The biggest ball I've ever seen. And you only get that comes from the coaching staff. Yeah, well. that comes from the coaching staff telling you you can do it the rest of the whole week before the game. Exactly, to empower, empower the players. So, I, I look, hands up to him, and I hope, I mean, he's the sort of guy that I would love to see the Bulls. It'll never happen. Huge culture clash and all that, but... He's the sort of guy I'd love to see the Bills. They could definitely use a guy like him, Mr. Fixers. Uh, no, keep him where he is at the moment. I mean, <laughs> let's build up the Eastern Cape first before we start divesting t- talent. Yeah, well, I think, and also maybe and maybe even ruining talent, uh, depending on who you ask when Oaks goes to, goes to the Bulls. But again, yeah. good performance by the Kings. Cheaters, uh, they lost to Connacht after, after winning in Italy, but they're still in the hunt uh, for a playoff spot, so that's fine. Um, for, unfortunately, uh, Makazola. But Pimpy, he's moving teams again. He's going to the Sharks, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I saw that. Ugh, Oddwell needs to be replaced by someone, and Pimpy's an excellent player. And he had a very good Super IP, so he's Yeah, class. no, definitely. He's class. And then just the final thing I want to talk about, like I know there's um, other rugby happening over the week, and the one thing that caught, me, caught my eye was the New Zealand Barbarians game. New Zealand won 31-22. But did you check those highlights? Just those yeah, disgusting no. offloads, especially in the holos. Off, offload for I don't know was their first try tackled by two players about to go out on the sideline oh, yeah, that was, yeah, first try yeah that was the first try 
Oh, it's unbelievable. So that was the one to Moanga. Yes, that's yeah. No, and Moanga went after. Moanga was playing for the Barbarians. So, oh, yes. I don't, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. And then my favorite moment of the game uh, was seeing Ngani Lamape, who they call the mini bus, which I think is actually a bit harsh on him. You know, I would, would love to see him run into <laughs> Julian Sevilla, who played uh, for the Barbarians. He just ran straight through ironically his hurricane center partner vincent Assel, he just ran over him and then straight yeah. like yeah, they had that they had it in slow motion in the highlights you could just see Assel. it's like he'd run into a concrete wall yeah no, i saw that handoff just took off the poor man it was what the australians call them those don't argues oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah the don't argues and yeah barbarian 31 22 i know it's a weekend all black side but uh it's fantastic for rugby <sighs> So I'm I'm glad it gets it in, but it's interesting that a few of those guys will be joining All Blacks. Yeah, what I think I heard something this morning. It's like three of them, three of the barbarians are linking up with the All Blacks yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I, I think George Bridge, uh, future All Black great supposedly, being compared to Conrad Smith. Yeah, uh, and and whatnot, but uh, I will see. Is there anything else? Anything else in the rugby world uh, that catches your uh, eye? Nothing really. I haven't had much of a chance today to sort of skim through the newspaper check on twitter see who said what but yeah i think the last thing i saw was but that's going all the way back to the end of year tour it's just sort of yeah. half conf- a rumor half confirming what we said earlier about the delendi and pollard most probably going to be starting 10 and 12 oh uh, is it well i mean we can we can just finish on that i, I don't think it's the worst idea ever um, no no i also look they need it needs to happen at this point yeah i know i see that it's a bit Kasim and, and west has never been past fit and are available to first island. It should be a cracker. So I'm actually going to put your your money and metal on the line. The prediction for the game, what, what do you think the score is going to be? SA is going... No, Ireland's going to win by five. Five. Okay, Ireland yeah. will win by five. I'm, I, I'm not going to be able to tell you by what who's going to score how much, but let's say win by five. Uh, I'm kind of there with you. I'm probably going to actually say Ireland will win by seven. But I'm expecting the Booker to play a heck of a lot better. I hope they uh, prove me wrong. Oh, sorry. Quick quick final two things we can mention. Um, Leonard Zass, he's going to be playing also for the Sharks in 2018. Yes, I did see Zass game. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh. And Notche. Yes, I was going to say. I just remembered now. Notche yeah. going to sevens. Yeah, second with Notche. He's going to sevens. I think it's fantastic. I uh, don't. I, he's going to do so well there. Yeah, and, I, and I don't know why he wasn't starting. For the Stormers, I really, really don't understand what, what, what's the story there. I just, I feel he's a more effective player, but uh, then compared to Nazim Carr or something like that. Carr's the workhorse that they've always got there. And look, Notcher's always going to play second fiddle to Sia. So, but yeah, uh, Sia, Sia hasn't played for Western Province all season. Obviously. Yeah, no, that's true. But no, I mean, that's fantastic. I think we, we're both. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. It's look, good news. Look, I think everyone. Yeah, exactly. I think we both look forward to that right well we're, we're going to be back next week uh, we're going to definitely talk about how the box fair uh, in dublin the world cup vote and i think just the other games i'm interested to see how england come along too because they're pretty much the heir parents to the all blacks and they are gun hungry is it worth is it new zealand england this weekend as no well? no they're, it's just uh, they're building up for next year they only fancy uh... officially because they're fighting about money and and whatnot you know how it goes the administrators <sighs> that just throwing hands at each other that's a uh, no, Eddie Jones should have just coached the Barbarian side and picked largely England players and gotten away with it like that. But yeah, we will check you next week, Matt. Uh, thank you, time. As, no worries. Uh, as always, Cheers. and enjoy the, 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 the cold weather 
and George, hopefully we don't fry up here in Johannesburg. And uh, yeah, I'll check you next week.